This is an urgent appeal from the Disasters Emergency Committee. Hundreds of thousands of people have fled their homes to escape conflict in Ukraine, leaving jobs, belongings and loved ones behind. They need shelter, food and water. You can help. To donate online, search DEC or text RADIO to 70150 to give £10. Thank you. Streaming 24-7, this is Brum Radio. Thank you for downloading this Brum Radio podcast. For more podcasts, visit BrumRadio.com. I'm Dave Massey. I am down at Birmingham Rep, uh, and I am joined by a group of actors. Uh, I am joined by Daniel, Leah, Jerome, and Kudze, who are playing the Pevensey children, uh, but they're all grown up playing, playing the Pevensey children uh, in The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, which is at Birmingham Rep until the 28th of January. Uh, I'm going to go around you guys and get you to introduce yourselves and the characters you play, and obviously, Peter, you get the start. Yay! Um, I'm Daniela Pia, and I play Peter Pevensey. Hi, I'm Leah Summers, and I play Susan. Hey, I'm Jerome Scott, and I play Edmund. I'm Kudzai Mungambe and I play Lucy. I'd like you to then tell me a little bit about... I, firstly, I, 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 I'm going to say this again. I know I just said it. Um, I really loved uh, this production when I came to review it. Uh, I gave it five stars, <laughs> which was brilliant. And I gave it five stars. I'd seen this on tour before uh, when it came to the Alexandra Theatre. Uh, and I have seen productions of The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe previously in previous years and i was really excited that this was coming and then to see it uh portrayed and demonstrated in this way is just wonderful because it feels like you're all a bunch of uh traveling troubadours going from city to city even though you're here for like eight ten weeks (laughs) it feels like you're um coming out and telling the story as though a a folk story uh and my my favorite bit as i said uh, a moment ago was when there's rough and tumble on the stage and you guys are fighting like a real family and you you, there's that element that you have to be careful as actors but if you get bruises, it's kind of in character that you're getting bruises from that as well. Um, what was your uh, first introductions to this, uh, to The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe? Did you see a film? Did you see a play? Did you read a book? I'm going to start with Daniel. Um, mine was because I say this all the time. I was in Ghana, so I think I missed the whole trend of Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe. Yeah. But I came back and I started I was saying to kids, I... Um, I heard people talking about Turkish delight and a line and stuff like that. So when I saw the edition come through, I knew kind of vaguely what it was about. But my first proper uh, introduction was reading the book. After I found out, I'd got it just a whole thing to see what, like, the really story was so I can, you know, feel it. So you'd not read this as a kid before? No, never. I read it as, like, a 21-year-old for the first time. (laughs) And still it felt, like, as magical as you would expect it to be when you're reading it as 10. And there's quite a lot of grown-up themes in it then as well that you notice as an adult reading it for the first time. What sort of things did you notice? Well, adult themes, all grown-up themes, I guess, or weighty, I'd say, is kind of family dynamic and how you navigate that because that translates to so many different different people how you feel in an environment you're meant to be safe and then move into an actual environment that you're not. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's my um, my main adult theme, I'd say, yeah. Leo, what was your uh, takeaway from reading it or watching it or performing in it? What was your first 
So my mum got me the box set of books like one Christmas. Okay. I reckon I was like eight. And I remember actually we dr- we drove to Wales for just like a random holiday and she yeah. played the audio book in the car okay. for like me and my brother and sister. And I hadn't actually read the books yet, but once I heard the Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe yeah. audio book, I was like, oh, I'm going to go back and read the books now. And I didn't read all of them. I think I read like the first four, but I really loved them at the time. Was it like a three hour version or a 10 hour version? No, it was a, it was like three hours because it, yeah. it was only took the... <laughs> The car journey. <laughs> <laughs> the car journey. There's, there's versions where they read every single word in the book. Single word. Yeah. No, I think this was designed for kids with short attention. <laughs> Jerome, how about yourself? So my first introduction to The Land of the and the Wardrobe was the film. When did it come out? 2005? Yeah. Yeah, that was my first introduction. And growing up as a kid, I've loved magic. So seeing like a witch... I was like, yeah, this is this is me seeing a talking lion. I said, yeah, this, this is a bit of me. And yeah, that I've never read the books, um, even though Leah gave me the book to read it. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't read the book. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was the film for me. The, the film. film, yeah. Um, I watched the film with my mum in the cinema. We went to watch King Kong, and then afterwards we watched Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe. And then every every year since then, I've just watched Narnia. It's, I'm, I'm obsessed with it. Obsessed. So it's a proper tradition for you to do that? Yeah, no, I, I watch it like twice. Um, maybe three times, and my brother gets sick and tired of me watching it. He's like, again? And I'm like, Prince Caspian, again? And I'm like, the last one. So I, I really, I, I love the films. I love the films. And... Uh, when uh, I was, well, my next thing was about seeing you guys in different productions. I've seen these guys on this side of the table in different productions. I've seen Leah. I've seen you in the uh, Christmas Carol, which is at the RSC last year. Uh, what, what's it like going from one huge Christmas classic? to another huge Christmas classic. Yeah, they're both huge. I think what's similar is that the following and it's like when people see it, they've got their own experience of when they first read the book or saw the film and like it's just so nice to hear like how people have found it seeing that on stage. So that's really nice. But then also having like such a classic story but being able to like put your own stamp on it, your own spin and obviously take a deep dive when you're studying the scripts. You get to see things you never saw when you watch the film or read the book. So that's really nice. And, and Jerome, you, you've, uh, you were on the stage here for Constructed a couple of years ago. This is your, your home theatre. Um, do you see it as that or do you see Birmingham as being your home theatres? Yeah, 100%. Like, I was born and raised here for a lot of my life. So coming back to perform, I was like, I'm coming back home to perform on the stage where I've touched before, but now I'm really coming like with a big production and that's full of magic and things that I enjoy. So to be here is like, yeah, we're home, we're back, it's happening. Has any of you guys been in Birmingham before? Is this your no, first time. No. Welcome. I've come, I've been here for like a week yeah. um, with a touring production, but it went so fast I didn't get to see any of it, so it's nice to proper experience it this time. So Jerome, have you been having to explain what is going on outside every single time something else gets added to this mess out here? <laughs> yes, I have, and sometimes I'm like, what's going on myself? Like, I live in London now, so when I come back, I'm like, oh yeah, we have this here. And the German market, yeah, it's happening. <laughs> so, yeah. Because they're still out things to it and and we're we're you know we haven't even hit the end of uh uh, november as we're doing the pre-record for this and there's a a big wheel outside and then there's like a slingshot thing which is quite (laughs) quite scary i'm sure you've seen that when you come out and there's people screaming when they're on it as well and then there's the ice rink as well out here as well but they still add little random things to it and i forget 
each year that the, the things come out they're like a procession of things that <laughs> that appear so are you then having to show uh your around your city to 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 the rest of your castmates yeah and i'm having to show myself again like i said i live in london now so when i come back i'm like oh yeah that's here I'm like what's this this is new yeah and just this city is forever changing we're, yeah. we're quite happy demolishing things, aren't we? Yeah, we are. <laughs> Very happy demolishing things. Like there's outside of here, there's a huge hole in the ground where there was buildings before as well, and there's supposed to be some brand new buildings coming here. And every time I come to this theatre, I look around and I see the landscape has been different every single time. Uh, so it's wonderful just to be down here seeing these productions. Um, What's it like telling uh, classic stories versus telling brand new stories when you're putting your stamp on these characters? Um, and uh, what's it like seeing established characters like that as well? Um, well, for me, this is like this is my first like professional show. That's why I came to you for. <laughs> <laughs> you said I know. <laughs> um, so having just uh, left drama school, we did a lot yeah. of like, especially in third year, because we did this thing where it's like plays written based in our year so I was kind of like lavished in the term of having um, new writing done so this is my first ever classical thing yes. done before do it again type thing so it was, it's been a different process it's been finding freedom in different ways and frigidness in different ways that I think you both need yeah. to make a concrete character but I don't know I'm enjoying it so far yeah. I will do it again yeah brilliant good say how about yourself um, there's, a, there's a baby amount of pressure in a weird way because like these are beloved characters whereas when it's new writing it's like it's your version of the character mm-hmm. so there's a, there's a bit of pressure to, to get it right and you don't want to like destroy the magic behind the character but then when you have like the audience reaction to the character and then you hear what they have to say and you have people called Lucy come up to you and be like oh I'm called Lucy so it meant so much it takes the pressure off slightly because then you go okay you know what I am doing a good job of this version of the character that is mine so there's a bit of pressure but overall it's it's different I think I love new writing because there's so much more play that you can have but then with classical characters it's like what's my version of this iconic character so it's, it's, it's um it's a, it's a new world and it, it's fun, but also there's a bit of pressure. People do call their kids based on the names of these characters, yeah. which that must be weird. Yeah, yeah I, uh, I hadn't really thought about that. Yeah. Um, I think it's fantastic to have uh, people, uh, you know, be taking on legacy like this and particularly uh, a story that's already like 70 70 years old because you've got like grandparents that have seen it when they were or read about it when they were kids like my it was a book that came out when my dad was a kid and that's just a the weirdest situation to to be in what's your favorite moment from these production from this production uh, and what do you reckon audiences that haven't seen it should look out for so you're gonna have it all together and i feel like it's a there's a moment of like our dynamic and relationship any any scenes with the Pevensies I yeah. really really love because I feel like you get to see our relationship even yeah. like the the moment when we first enter the professor's house mm-hmm. and it's just us on stage I feel like you get a sense of the dynamic I, just, I really love yeah. our scenes the so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, kind of like same thing as that my I think my favorite scene to do is um the start this after we've just read our names and we we put our suitcases down You've got Lucy asking how far is that? You're like, no, it's in Scotland. And then Edmund is open up sweets. I'm like, oh, it's Cher. And you're like, I know, I know that. It's like very, it feels very familial and familiar as well. But in terms of like favorite moment of, of being on the show, oh my days, it was um, 
that lovely, lovely woman that um, was here at the start, uh, at the end, actually, of the show, and we were in the front of house. And she saw us. Tell me you remember that she yeah, saw us and she was like, oh, my God, pictures. I was like, that's adorable to yeah. see the magic in, like, a grown a woman. woman. That yeah. felt great. That's my favorite moment that's come out of this so far, I think. I think that's wonderful to have an experience like that, that because, nice. as I say, people do love these characters so much mm. and they they want to see you embody them as as much as you possibly can as well mm. have you got a favorite moment i do it's actually a moment i'm not in but it's when edmund meets the witch for the first time i just think it's so amazing the music is so mm. cool the spectacle on stage there's just so much going on that's something i would say to look out for it gives me like goosebumps every time mm. like I get into it every time and, and jerome i'm coming to you last for this because you've got some weird moments on stage <laughs> Uh, you have a Turkish delight fever dream, yeah. uh, and you're also you're also you're also drag you also you also get dragged around on a forklift truck on stage. So, do you have different moments compared yeah. to these guys? That that mo- last moment that you just mentioned is one of my favourite moments because I remember in the rehearsal room it was like, so yeah, you get lifted up on the jib and you have to go round, and in the rehearsal room we were using something that isn't the jib. <laughs> <laughs> so when we got to stage, and I was like. Yeah, man, we had a little... I remember the, the evening that we had, like, a little tester on it. Yeah. But all I did was stand on it and go up. And then, so when we were on stage in tech and they said, yeah, now's the time, I said, wow. Because I didn't know it would spin round as well. And then it span round. And I've got Turkish light in one hand and I'm yeah. holding on with the other. I said, ooh! <laughs> um, <laughs> but what my favourite moments in the show are the magic moments. Because yes. hearing the audience reaction yeah. from them when you know what the secret yeah. is behind the magic... Yeah. And the audience is just like, wow, how did that happen? And then you try to compose yourself because you're like, I know how it happened. But <laughs> their response is also trying to making you laugh. But yeah, there's a lot of magic moments. And then running behind stage to make sure something actually worked because it's like, yeah. did we put that on right? Is that working? Is, yeah, oh, yeah. yes, he made it out. It's happening. I won't I disclose what those moments are. You have to come, have to, come to see the show. Yeah. But those magic moments... The audience can't see, but we run behind the stage and we're like, oh, is it working? Is it happening? Yes, it's working. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, damn, we've got to get back on stage for our next moment. Even even having seen that on tour before when it was at the Alexandra, I then forgot and then characters vanish. And you're like, where did they go? And then, uh, and then I'm like, were they there a moment ago? So there, there is that moment of being, you feel surprised by magical moments on the stage as well. I, I, I think that's wonderful. What, what, what do you think audiences should look out for as a, a moment that they enjoy the most? Or should they, because there's, a moment, there's times where people might be looking at one part of the stage and something that they're supposed to be watching is happening elsewhere on the stage. This theatre is amazing because there's no bad seats. Yeah, yeah. You can see every single part, you know, see every single seat. And I've sat in a lot of seats in this theatre. I'm very lucky to have seen productions in there and you're on one side or the other. There's not bad seats at all in this theatre. So what, what should an audience look out for, do you think, as a special moment? Ooh, it's hard to say without disclosing any other magic, yeah, like how it works. Where, whereabouts in the show? Um, early, uh, early, do you think, or later in the show? Oh, take the second half. I feel like the second half is like this. It's the magic half. The second half is the magic in combat heavy. half, yeah, for yeah, real. Yeah. Um, but I'd say there's. Oh, I'm gonna say it so loosely. There's switcheroos that happen yeah, yeah. that I'm like, you, you gotta find that and look at that because yeah. who said it? I think you said it here in the audience. It was that opening night that we did it. And someone shouted, what? Yeah. How did that happen? Someone yeah. literally shouted, we tried so hard to keep composure in this dramatic scene. But I'd say, keep your eyes out for the, the switcheroos, yeah. is what I'd say. Have you got any other ones that you'd have, a, have to look out for? 
because you like i mean i know that you like these magic moments on the stage and i think they are fantastic as well uh there's just elements to it where i just (laughs) 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 can you can you see far written to the audience or can you just see like the first couple of rows how far but i thought i don't feel like do you look out quite a bit? Because I don't feel like we have many moments where we're like, look where I'm from the like, starting the scene. Where that's the only time I look out and I'm like, ooh. I never the moment that I'm on the jib and the moment that you get to see um, yeah, I can see every. I get to see Actually, fly. yeah, when, when we fly and yeah. get on the jib. So the moment that I know that you all do look out is when you become the narrators of the show. And that is a really special moment because when we're talking about transformative moments, there's a moment where you look out and you start delivering uh, your narration for what's happened and to show timers progressing. I'm not, I'm not going to give any spoilers either, uh, but you do that and you become, you become the owners of the show. You're, the show isn't happening to you. You're like, this is our show, actually. Thank you very much. And that is just really special to me because it, it, it shows uh, how your characters grow really easily and even now it's just made me go oh that's brilliant brilliant moment um thank you guys for uh coming to do this production in birmingham uh, and thank you for sharing about it as well you can find tickets to see the line the witch in the wardrobe at birmingham rep i've got my dates in front of me uh to see line the witch in the wardrobe at birmingham rep it's on until the 28th of january uh and it's at birmingham hyphen rep.co.uk check out the details there and you will see tickets for performances there's some matinees a few days a week uh, and there's also some evening performances as well guys thank you so much thank you for listening to this Brum Radio podcast don't forget to subscribe and rate us on your podcast app